Well, let's head to Alberta now. It's been a busy time for Canada's canola growers working on spring seeding, but a bit of good news sprouted up quite suddenly last week when Ottawa announced that China had put an end to a three-year ban on imports of Canadian canola. In March 2019, the Chinese government blocked those shipments from Canadian companies Richardson International and Viterra uh, by suspending their licenses, alleging the direct detection of pests in canola shipments. But it felt at the time it was pretty clear uh, obviously speculating here a bit, but the root cause was in fact politics and the arrest in Canada and the deportation process for Huawei executive Meng Wanzhou. So China's now reinstated market access for those two Canadian grain trading companies. No reason why the sudden rule change was put into place. Um, but it is certainly good news for uh, an industry, for farmers who've been waiting for some good news after a drought and uh, certainly a bit of a hit from that uh, that China uh, ban on the import. So joining me now is Roger Chevreau uh, from Killam, Alberta. He's a canola farmer. He's also the chair of the Alberta Canola Producers Commission. Thank you so much for your time tonight. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. I guess this was a piece of good news. Um, unexpected that it would be resolved? Uh, yeah, I, you know, we hadn't heard very much about it for for quite a while now. So I guess uh, it, will, it is tremendous news, to be honest with you. Um, China was our largest uh, uh, importer or largest customer for canola back in 2018. And so uh, to lose them was, was a significant financial um, disadvantage for us. So to have them back now is fantastic news, really important. Uh, just so, for as a reminder for listeners, what was the problem? What was the issue, at least according to the Chinese? Well, according to the Chinese, they were saying that they, they felt that the product was... Um, not uh, had some weed seeds in it and some other issues with regards to diseases and such. Um, uh, so as a result, they, they shut off uh, two of our major exporters, Richardson's and Viterra. And uh, so consequently, it, it really did impact the amount of uh, canola that they were purchasing from Canada. Back in 2018, they were, they were our largest customer, like I said, and they were $2.8 billion worth of canola that they purchased. And that was in the, in the form of, raw seed or in some refined product, which is either oil or meal. And in 2019, that's those sales dropped down to uh, 800 million. So we, we took a $2 billion reduction in sales to China that year alone. So certainly that made uh, some great impact on, on the, the prices that the farmers were receiving all across Canada as a result. What do you do when, when your largest customer turns, turns its back on you? Well, um, I guess the export companies then start to to try and diversify our market, find new markets for us, uh, different customers that would, could perhaps take up some of the slack. Um, and that uh, they certainly did find uh, some additional customers. Canadians actually uh, sell our product to over 50 countries um, in worldwide. Uh, the, th- the largest ones, of course, was China, the U.S., Mexico, uh, Japan, and uh, the, the European Union. And Interestingly enough, the European Union actually ended up buying a significantly larger volume um, in 2019 than they had previously. So they became a much more important customer for us, for us uh, as a result. But, I mean, it, it certainly impacted our, our prices for, for quite a while. Just on for an individual canola farmer, I guess there, there's repercussions there too because you're expecting, um, you, I mean, what, what would those be? 
Well, the, a, a reduction in price for sure. And so if you're if you're budgeting for a return on an investment of you know uh, so many dollars per bushel, and suddenly your your market is is shut down, and that that constant that means that ultimately your price that you're receiving for bushel is significantly less. So it puts a lot of hurt on uh, on the individual farmers for uh, for the amount of uh, economic return that they're going to get. And you know, and if you've got bills coming in and such, that uh, it makes it quite difficult for you to some to to uh, to pay those. So yeah, it was it was a significant uh, disadvantage to us when when China did shut the door. So they, they didn't quite shut it completely. They were importing some, but it just they certainly, like I said, they went from two point eight billion down to eight hundred million. So that's a significant drop. And there was never, I, I gather, there was no reason given for why it was lifted. Nothing that I've heard specifically. Um, they've just uh, taken and allowed the the two companies, Richardson's and Viterra, to have an export license again or an import license again, so that they could bring product in. So um, no, there wasn't anything specifically given that I was aware of yet. Is this will this have an immediate impact, or is a lot of what's already uh, being produced accounted for? Well, we went through a, a drought last year in, in 2021, and so one of the things that you'll notice is the price has actually increased quite a bit in the last um, 12 months. For because of the drought we've had in Western Canada, so we've had less supply to sell. So law of supply and demand, the less you have, the the higher the price goes. But also a lot of the world events that's occurred, like the war in Ukraine, has had a massive increase in uh, impact on the prices that we're receiving as well. So, um, I mean, it's important that we we have as many options for us to export our canola as possible. We canola about ninety percent of our production in Canada is exported. So, and, and like I say, most of that is either in raw, in raw seed or as refined product in either oil or meal. So. It's, it's very important that we have a predictable uh, type of trade and, and with, with rules that aren't, uh, aren't changed or suddenly altered, so, which, was, which was the case when, when China shut their door. Yeah, subject to, uh, to differ. We don't have to speculate about what was going on at the time, but we realized it had a pretty wide pack, impact on uh, Canadians in general, especially with, uh, with some of the politics there. As far as the droughts concerned, is that, is that impacted things this year? Are things looking up? Well, it depends on where you're at. I mean, agriculture is, seems to be uh, where there, there's, uh, in some areas, there's too much water, where this, such as Manitoba, and in the northern parts of Alberta, in the Peace River area, to areas which are too dry, where there's like around Lethbridge and Medicine Hat, which so there's, uh, if we could somehow figure out a way of moving the water from Manitoba to rain in, in southern Alberta, that would be terrific. So um, yeah, there's droughts conditions still in southern Alberta, and, and in other areas, it's too wet, too flooding so it's we're uh, very we have to be a very optimistic group us farmers because it's either too wet too dry too wet or too cold it seems like so you managed to get uh, to get the work you had to do uh, done uh, over the weekend yes i did i finished up on sunday so quite pleased about that what happens next then do you um in terms of just just are you going to start to look to um to china again as a bigger market do you think or will there be so much demand um around the world given what's going on uh, in ukraine as well and internationally and the price of everything the price of seed oil going up um do you think you're gonna is, is this an opportunity for canola growers in this country it absolutely is, for sure. Anytime you can increase the number of customers, particularly ones like China, which have, which has got the potential to to use so much of our canola, um, for sure.
sure it's an opportunity. Uh, it, I mean, ultimately, the uh, canola is sold on the commodity trade exchanges. So, I mean, it'll depend upon um, our export companies and and the prices that are determined through the export mar- or the commodity markets, but uh, as to who will buy it. But there certainly has become an uptick in the amount of, of canola use. There's, there's a real need for our product worldwide, not only for the uh, the cooking oils, which is where a lot of it goes to, but also it's it's one of the better products for uh, biodiesel. So Europeans have been using a, a large quantity of in the last couple of years to to make the renewable diesel. So as the energy crisis is occurring in, in Europe, the need for our canola over there is also expanded. So there's lots of opportunity for canola this year, I think. And speaking which of news. It is. Yes, absolutely. Good to hear uh, after, after a few years where things were with the drought as well as with the China export issues. Uh, Roger Chevreau is the uh, is a canola farmer and chair of the Alberta Canola, canola Producers Commission. He's speaking to me tonight from Killam in Alberta. Uh, after this, we'll talk a bit more just about diversifying uh, clientele. Obviously, the whims of politics, and the whims of other things um, can get in the way of uh, steady trade. And we'll talk a bit about how to solve that after this. I'm speaking with Roger Chevreau. He's a uh, canola farmer and chair of the Alberta Canola Producers Commission. He's speaking to me tonight from Killam in Alberta. Um, we were talking about China lifting after three years, lifting uh, a ban on imports of Canadian canola that was imposed uh, about three years ago and had a really significant impact on on exports to the country. China had been uh, our largest client uh, for Canadian canola, but 40% uh, went to that country. Other markets opened up, uh, thankfully. Uh, but Roger, you're mentioning before though, just the, I mean, a lot, there's been a lot of talk of inflation this year, of course, with everything going up and you're mentioning the causes earlier, including the war in Ukraine. Um, but it's been an expensive year for farmers too, hasn't it? It has, it's been extremely expensive. This will be by far the largest or most expensive crop that we will ever put in the ground this year. Um, our costs, obviously like diesel fuel that everyone's feeling the pinch on diesel fuel and gasoline has gone up significantly, but so have things like uh, our fertilizer costs, our seed costs, our crop protection products have all gone up significantly over year on year. So some, some of them up as much as three times uh, from they, where they were last year. So that's a significant increase for us. So the risk is certainly there. We, we need to have two things we need to have a good good crop and we need to have strong prices to cover the the input costs that we're having this year so it's it's a i mean it's a very uh risky business that we're in and and uh certainly this is this is added to it are you optimistic uh looking ahead just at at, uh, the next six months to a year that uh, you will be able to or at least you and and all the other uh, canola farmers out there are going to be able to uh to break even or at least make a profit well, we're a very optimistic group, so I would have to say yes at this moment in time. I think we're all hoping for uh, the weather to cooperate this year and that uh, the rest of the farmers manage to finish seeding and that we have rain at the right time and we don't get a frost at the wrong time. And and so, yeah, at this moment in time, I think there's there's a great optimist uh, uh, views by most farmers right now. I mean, in a month, another month from now, if we don't get any rain, that'll be a different story. But right now, things are looking good. No, no crop is lost in May, as they say. So um, we're, I, I think there's, there's great opportunity. In terms of just, a, you were mentioning earlier that, uh, that because of the China import ban, there had been uh, an ability to sort of diversify markets. Is that something, uh, just in terms of the industry itself, is that something you're going to look at continuing to do, try to make sure that, um, I mean, I gather it's relatively fluid, but, but 
if you rely on one market for a lot of, of your exports, uh, it might make sense, obviously, to diversify, to not have to rely on one so much if there are uh, unexpected snags. Yes, absolutely. I think that's one thing that, that uh, we realized as an industry was that to rely so heavily on one country to purchase our goods was, uh, was put us at a, lot of, a large risk. Um, so the industry um, has been working hard to try and diversify our customer base. And like I said earlier, we have 50 customers around the world that, uh, that purchase our product. The other one that's kind of an interesting thing is right now, I said earlier, we, we um, export about 90% of our product. But uh, one of the things that's, been, that's happening here in Canada is that there's, a, there's the opportunity to have a, a very large uh, renewable diesel industry created here in Canada. And there's been a large amount of investment, about $2 billion announced in the last uh, 12 months for, for more crushing facilities to make the oil, which could ultimately end up into our, uh, our diesel. Um, so that alone, if here in Alberta and in most of the country, um, there's a requirement to have 2% uh, renewable diesel in our diesel fuel as it is right now. But if we move that up to say 5%, that would be, be the equivalent of an increase of a whole Japanese market. And it's something that we wouldn't be at the whims of other countries to, uh, to suddenly shut the door on. So it'd be a domestic market, which would be, which could diversify our industry quite a bit. So again, another positive thing for our, our, our industry. This may sound like a simplistic question, Roger, but why don't we use more of our own canola, especially with the price of, of, of grain seed, of oil seed going up around the world? Why don't we look more at our own backyard? Well, we certainly do, and and the industry is also trying to promote it. I mean, it's it's. Um, I mean, when people make the choice of what kind of oil they want to use when they go to the store, I mean, there's choices between canola oil or olive oil or sunflower oil or corn oil, um, and certainly the industry is trying very hard to uh, to get the Canadian consumer to buy more canola oil. It's actually the healthiest health heart healthiest oil available in the marketplace. It's a, it's a really huge Canadian success story canola. So we, we are hoping to try and educate our consumers out here in Canada as to the benefits that it has for, uh, for, for consumption uh, in the edible, edible market. So uh, certainly we're hoping that that, that uh, does expand over the next few years. But a lot, of, a lot of people that have come from other parts of the world aren't familiar with canola when they move in here and immigrate to Canada. So we have a, we got a lot of work to do. Um, because I, I imagine with prices, because we've talked about this quite a bit of late, just we're expecting the prices of vegetable oils, of, of, of seed oils to go way up in the next little while. Uh, we're certainly seeing a lot of pressure in the developing world as well, where I gather there is, uh, there is exports as well of, of our canola to places such as India, right? Yes, correct. Uh, India, not so much yet, yeah. um, but more places like um, uh, Pakistan has purchased a lot. Japan is, has been a very consistent market for us. Mexico is a, is a large market. The U.S., uses a large amount of it and and Europe is using more of it every year too. So, but, um, and there are small amounts going to, like I said, another 45 countries or so. So just as a, as a last question for you, Roger, in terms of just the Chinese market, what do you see happening uh, in, in, in terms of, in terms of how much we will be selling to China? Will it go back uh, to the 40% of, of, of yesteryear? Or do you think that's uh, that we'll probably be seeing a little bit less than, than in the past? Well, I think it's going to take some time for the market to grow. It, it's an interesting um, fact. Like I said, they, they were $2.8 billion in 2018, $800 million in 2019. 
And then slowly over the last couple of years, they've been importing more of it again. So, you know, they're up to, I think it's about $1.8 billion worth of canola now. So, you know, they, they were progressively buying more. So it, the potential is definitely there that they might become um, a much larger customer than they are presently because they, they certainly have got room to grow. And, and, they, and they recognize the, the quality of the Canadian canola. So we are or were a very preferred uh, supplier for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if we'll see that market grow back up to where it was before too. Roger Chevro, thank you so much for your time tonight. I wish you best of luck. Thank you very much.